I want to go even deeper in our experiences of really battling addiction because I used to be the type to like right before work like I would be a little high like I would take some shots in the bar like behind the bar you know what I mean to like take the edge off I went like deep into the the partying and the drugs and especially like selling drugs you know if you're selling drugs like people want to be around you you know there were some hard lessons learned over the years but through that it allowed me to understand myself at a at a much deeper level because uh, i had seen the darkness and i had essentially been the darkness and to go through that and come out the other end gave me a, a unique view of the world so i was like seven months sober i got arrested for the official charges aiding and abetting the transportation of illegal aliens for financial gain what <laughs> yeah that's for sure gonna be the intro welcome to the narrow path podcast my name is mark and i am the host for this show i have a passion for entrepreneurship sovereignty spirituality consciousness and self-mastery it is my calling to provide you with the knowledge that i've been blessed with that allowed me to acquire wealth and freedom in my early 20s all I ask is that you keep an open mind and understand that it is not my goal to teach, but rather share the experiences that I've had the pleasure of going through. I encourage all my listeners to do their own research, apply only what resonates, and leave what doesn't. Join me on this path as we embark on a quest for the truth. Welcome back to another episode on the podcast. Thank you for joining me on today's show. I will be sharing the floor with a guest today. Today I have with me an investor and a trader and entrepreneur. He's a host of his own podcast, The Comeback Journey, where he invites various people to share what they've been through and where they are now and where they want to go to in life. Please welcome Mr. Nick Lowry. Welcome, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Well, thank you for uh, sharing the floor with me, man. So uh, my pleasure. I wanted to kind of just lay out some backstory of why we kind of both started our podcast because uh, as you know, hosts of our own shows, I feel as though um, the audience or the listeners would get some key takeaways from this whole story that we're trying to lay out for them. You want to, you want to start us off, brother? Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I started my podcast in, uh, 2019, like September, October, 2019. My, my reasoning behind it was I had just, well, at the time I felt like I was in a, a very open and forward moving space in life. And I felt like my experiences could have a positive impact on people's lives. And so, you know, the first episode that I did was just me talking about my life and kind of the, some of the things that I've been through and where I was at now in that moment and, um, and where I wanted to go. And it was just a, a very simple flow. And then I just started asking whoever I knew and, you know, people who I knew and, and people that they knew and just, you know, started talking to people. And 
it was a beautiful thing because I think that a big part of the way that humans interpret the world is through story form. And so having people uh, talk to or talk about the things that they've been through in a way that kind of flows as a story, like it, at least for me, that resonates very deeply. And so I figured it may resonate with other people very deeply. And um, when I started the podcast, I was uh, I was about two and a half years sober. And so I had, you know, spent quite a long time in a very self-destructive path and then got myself out of it, made the decision to live a, you know, better life. And um, I felt like at that point, in 2019, I was in a position where I was solidified enough to devote myself to something more than just survival. And it just kind of evolved from there. And um, I think I've got 60 something episodes. Um, and it's been a while since I've done one. I you know, kind of went through an extended dark night of the soul period um <laughs> where well, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like it was I was in the the right space to to continue with it at the time um but we're bringing it back full circle so um it's been a beautiful journey man comeback journey <laughs> the comeback journey that's beautiful man and kind of want to highlight on something you mentioned it's always those dark moments in our life where we're going through something to where we feel as though there's gems out of this there's there's value out of this and it's crazy because it's it's kind of like an act of surrendering almost to what needs to happen like you don't really know you don't really know what's happening but you just know this needs to happen and I wanted to ask you, man, like when you were going through, you know, the the problems with addiction and all these uh, other things going on in your life, did you feel as though that you kind of wanted to use yourself as a vessel to like help others when you were starting this podcast? Yeah, I mean, I would say that, that was probably the primary motivation. And, you know, there's there's always uh you know, we're always battling our, our ego in the sense, you know, so it's like, part of me was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I could start this podcast and like, I can, you know, have more eyes on me in a sense. But the, the other side of that is that the more eyes that are on me, the more value I can provide to people. And so um, they kind of intermingle. But yeah, I, I really felt like I had taken uh, an unorthodox, maybe not unorthodox, but like the path less traveled for sobriety and kind of getting myself out of um, active addiction. And so I just wanted to, you know, share that and, you know, hopefully it would resonate with people and then bring other people on and, and have them tell their stories because everyone has a story, everything, everybody has such unique experiences and you don't know who that's going to land with 
you don't know who's going to resonate with that. And so the wider variety of people that I was able to talk to, I felt like the more it would, you know, maybe reach somebody that needed it. And, you know, through, through that process, like I also learned a lot about myself and it just seemed like, you know, reflecting back on it from, from when I started, it is definitely like a win, win all around for everyone, myself included. That's at least that's, that's how I look at it. You know, I, I don't feel like there was any point where any harm was, was being brought into the world or, you know, channeled at all. It was just, you know, discussing, you know, ideas and experiences and looking forward, which I think is super important because I feel like a lot of people, myself included, um, we tend to, if if we haven't kind of worked through the things that we've been through, uh, we tend to dwell on the past. So kind of shifting that perspective and focusing on the on the future and the, on the present moment and the future uh, was very impactful. To me, I, I resonate with you know, what you were saying because when I started this podcast, it was an act of wanting to pave a another path for people who didn't know that there was another way. It was from a place of having going through so many things in my life. And even at that time, I was also battling addiction and substance abuse. So during that time period, I had like this idea, this I don't know, this calling, I guess you could say it like that. I didn't entirely know what I was doing, but I just knew I needed to do it. And there were so many like external factors that could have stopped me from doing this. But for some reason, like nothing else that I ever did lit a fire in my heart. It was all just creating and being a, an example. I love how honest you were about you know, at first it wasn't, it, it was kind of like, you know, just to get eyes on you. But then like conversely, the more eyes you got, the more you were able to impact. And, you know, I, I totally agree with you on that because when I started this whole thing, I started making YouTube videos and I started, you know, thinking like, I just want to make these YouTube videos and, you know, kind of see where this can go in terms of gaining you know an audience and it really hit me when during my beginning stages where I wanted the eyes on me I wanted people to see me I wanted people to hear me and so I was coming from a place of like trying to seek these things instead of just trying to add value and it never worked out I mean beginning stages you barely have any viewers you barely have any listeners how many years has it been for you and your podcast now brother 2019 late 2019 so oh wow okay three three and a half years okay. um though i haven't i haven't posted an episode uh since 2021 i've recorded okay. a couple since then um okay but i haven't posted any um you know it's so funny because when when we had connected and and you know, discussed doing this podcast, it was, it was really like a, a sign for me to kind of 
figure out a way to to get back into that space because I I really really enjoyed doing it and um you know like I said like there's there's seasons in life and just I wasn't in the right space to be able mm-hmm. to devote the time and energy to continuing my podcast but I feel like we're we're coming full circle and um you know, it's, life's a roller coaster, man. There's there's ups and there's downs, and <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, there was there was a point uh, during the um, during the whole timeline because I, I I'm on like three years now with my YouTube channel because that's how that's how I started, and there were moments where I had to just take a break from making videos and just focusing on the hustle, you know, making money, trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with these seasons, man, it's beautiful because like when you know that something needs to happen and you just surrender to that, that's where like real magic or miracles start happening. And so, you know, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to share this space with you. And I wanted to highlight how we're kind of both in this community filled with conscious individuals and we're able to kind of connect with you know, people that don't really talk about the average thing, like, you know, like what shows do you watch or like, you know, what I mean, like things that don't really matter to us, but they matter a whole lot to other people. And mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of ask you how you got into contact with people in the conscious space and like even uh, how did you even cultivate your own consciousness? Oh, that's a good question. So as far as the, um, you know, the community aspect, what you were talking about, um, we're both in this, you know, this amazing community, the Level Up Collective and just, you know, it's so funny to think back on <laughs> like how life evolves, you know, the things that we've been through and how everything's connected. So one of my um, my good friends, Jeremy, he's the the founder of the Level Up Collective, um, and I've known him since high school, and we weren't ever like super close, but like you know friends, and we would just essentially like party together. I went like deep into the the partying and the drugs, and when I got sober in 2017, I really was trying to figure out how I needed to structure my life in a way that would allow me to move past that and continue to move forward. And, you know, I had to essentially cut out like 99% of the people in my life. Um, There was a period of time where like the only people that had my phone number were like my immediate family members and like three other people. I reached out to Jeremy after I got sober because at the time he was a fitness coach and I wanted to, you know, be healthy at least you know raise my baseline of health and so I worked with him for a little bit um, for fitness and nutrition and then I actually had a uh, a phone call with him before I started my podcast kind of asking him questions about you know what would be the best way to navigate that or just if he had any tips or advice on on how to get that going I've just been very fortunate in you know, the people that I've been able to uh, surround myself with and associate with another person that I'm that I'm very close with. His name's Cody. 
man, we met freshman year of high school. So, you know, we've been thick as thieves for like 16 years. He and I were just always on a very similar wavelength. And um, he's actually like out of like the 60 something episodes that I did on my podcast, he's probably the guest on 20 of them. <laughs> we, just, I, we just, you know, we're able to to talk about life in a way that's, you know, very rare. So I would say those those two people were a massive influence on allowing me to evolve as a person into being in a more conscious space. And then obviously, when Jeremy founded the Level Up Collective, I joined immediately. And that's been such a, a beautiful container for connecting with like-minded individuals and, you know, shining a light on the more difficult aspects of life, the things that, you know, people don't necessarily want to look at. It's a beautiful thing to have people like that around you, you know, to circle back to your original question, the people and then like what kind of started my, my journey of, you know, the conscious path and becoming more aware of myself and the way that, you know, the universe works and, and, and how I interact within the universe. I think ever since I was a little kid, I felt like I was different. Like I was like the weird kid, <laughs> you know, when I was a child and, you know, my brothers are too, which is, it's funny. Like my brothers and I, like we're, we're wildly different, but we have a lot of similarities. You know, I just felt like for a very, very long time, I felt like I didn't belong anywhere. I felt like I was the black sheep of my family. I felt like this period of time when I was in middle school where I, you know, essentially like didn't have any friends and I just felt like an outcast and it was a really difficult time. I was always, you know, seeking attention and approval and validation. And, and I think that that's, you know, at the very least, it's, it's part of the reason why I got into, you know, drugs and alcohols, um, especially like selling drugs. Like, you know, if you're selling drugs, like people want to be around you, um, even if they're not necessarily, you know, the best people, not that they're, you know, everyone's got good and bad in them, you know, but it was a way for me to kind of supplement that the attention and, and the validation that I wanted. And so there was always something under the surface that was guiding me to where I needed to be. And I, I took a very roundabout way. I have this tendency to need to learn lessons the hard way before I, before they kind of sink in, you know? And so, uh, you know, there were some hard lessons learned over the years, but through that, it allowed me to understand myself at a at a much deeper level, because uh, I had seen the darkness and I had essentially been the darkness. And to go through that and come out the other end gave me a, a unique view of the world. What came out of that is, you know, what you mentioned, which is, you know, the consciousness aspect and, and feeling more tapped into myself and to the, the world around me. How would you define consciousness to those that are listening right now? I mean, I, I would say in its simplest form, it would just be an awareness of the duality of life, the good and the bad, the light and the darkness, and how you fit into that. Those aspects are ever present in life and in yourself. You know, a lot of people don't want to look at the the darkness within themselves. And I think once you are able to do that, 
that is the catalyst for massive personal evolution. I used to think like with spirituality, because I was, you know, I was just like you, I resonate with what you were saying with um, feeling like you didn't fit in with anybody, the black sheep of the family. I always felt like an outcast growing up. And part of it was because I, you know, was born in another country. When I moved here, I didn't know how to speak English. So I was, didn't know how to communicate to people. So I always had this anxiety and this fear of talking to people. To me, I believe those were the earlier stages of my spiritual development. And it wasn't until I actually stumbled upon our community that I started learning more about consciousness. And consciousness is just such a beautiful complement to spirituality. It's such a beautiful way to just walk in this life because you know you're the one that has the power. It was never something that was taken away from you. And I used to believe that I was powerless. I used to believe that I had no control of my life because I grew up not knowing where life was going to take me. I had multiple experiences in which my life was almost taken from me. I grew up with parents that couldn't fully take care of me, so I had to stay in different homes during my uh, school years. And so I never felt like I had a belonging or I had control of my life that was just at the mercy of whatever life has for me. And now that I've grown up to who I am now, I realize now more than ever that it's all in our power, that it's all in our control. What drove you to want to be a part of something like this, especially a wealth mastermind? Well, that's so that's an interesting question because when I joined, it was not a wealth mastermind. Mm. Um, it evolved into that over time. But, you know, at the beginning, it was my motivation was to have a, a community of, of like-minded people and learn as much as I could about living the most optimized life that I could. And that's, you know, incorporates a lot of things, but you know, physical health, mental, emotional, spiritual health, you know, diving into, you know, the darker aspects of myself and, you know, learning how to reframe my belief systems and kind of set myself up in the best way possible for the rest of my life, essentially. And to be surrounded by other people who want the same for themselves and for others, you know, as this community evolved it you know, it is what it is now, which is, you know, it's a very multifaceted community, but, you know, a massive piece of that is, is wealth creation. And I, like I said earlier, I, I uh, have a tendency to learn things the hard way. So many times in my life where I've fallen into the shiny object trap, you know, whatever's, whatever's cool at the moment, or, or whatever I think is going to you know, get me the best results in the shortest period of time. And so, you know, I've dabbled in, in, a, in a lot of different things and, you know, wealth creation and, and generating income. And, you know, another beautiful thing about the community that we're in is that it's very raw and there's no bullshit. So if you're, uh, you know, you can share your, your wins and, you know, your losses in, in any aspect of life. And you get some, you know, raw, honest feedback, which is a beautiful thing. And so, you know, I've had a lot of experiences where it's like, uh, 
either just not calling you out on the shit you're doing wrong or it's just kind of like a yay keep going do whatever you want to do uh, which is great that's a beautiful thing like that we're you know we're in a position to be able to do it we, whatever we whatever we want to do but there's the other aspect of it where like you need those those checks and balances from the relationships that you have you know if you're just if you're in a position where you're surrounded by people that are just gonna always agree with you or always tell you what you want to hear you don't think that's necessarily conducive to growth and evolution i joined much later than you so i didn't get to see entire in its entirety the evolution but i'm i'm sure that it was such it was probably transformational things for everyone in it i've never thought that i'd ever join a mastermind if i'm gonna be honest with you i grew up in life wanting to be a bartender <laughs> <laughs> let's go been there oh, man that party life is just something else um i didn't i didn't even party when i was younger but as soon as i turned 21 and i started being a bartender that's when i started getting into like those like being the life of the party if that makes sense mm -hmm. being around that environment to this environment it's like two different worlds oh, man, i just i just want to give my flowers to jeremy for really you know cultivating this space and even the rawness of what we're going through in life because we know that not everything is going to be highs there's definitely going to be some lows and those are where the real lessons that are to be learned come from like i'll put it into this example basketball when you win a game of basketball you get that high of winning and then it's like okay let's go play again but if you're competitive and you lose you take that way more seriously than if you had won because when you lose you're like dang like what did i do wrong like all right i gotta go fix this i gotta go fix that ah this is where i messed up and then you start wanting to improve so if you win you're like you don't really care too much let's move on to the next game but then if you lose you're more critical you're more analytical about why you didn't win and so when we take losses in life when we make mistakes when we're at a point in our life where we're just not where we want to be that's where the real lessons are dude it's so crazy seeing myself now and i want to go even deeper in our experiences of really battling addiction because i used to be the type to like right before work like i would be a little high like i would take some shots in the bar like behind the bar you know what i mean to like take the edge off mm -hmm. what, what, what was your experience like dealing with addiction to kind of just go go right back to that so i remember the first time i smoked weed was uh <laughs> the summer <laughs> the summer after my sophomore year of high school and i like poked some holes in a diet coke can and like <laughs> sprinkled the weed on top and smoked it out of the soda can you know um, oh man. through most of uh high school i was like very uh like a well-behaved good kid and then second half of my senior year of high school i just was like i had had some some things happen while i was in high school and and so when i got to my senior year i was i wanted an escape essentially you know 
I had a family member uh, murdered my sophomore year of high school. And then very shortly after that, my mom got diagnosed with cancer. Um, and she's like healthy now. My mom's an angel. She's an amazing person. And, but, you know, at that time, I was just, it's a lot to handle for a teenager. My senior year of high school, um, I started like drinking a little more. And then um, I got into oxys and I started doing cocaine and then I started doing ecstasy. And it just was a wild downhill spiral from like 18 to, I'll say, 17 years old until like 20 just before I turned 26 and it was you know like I mentioned earlier like the the selling drugs part was was very much let me get that attention and that validation and like people want to be around me but I was also like pretty shy and so like drinking and and doing drugs like like you said kind of makes you want to be more of like the life of the party and more outgoing and like let me let me act a certain way so that these people will will like me because like I felt like I never fit in it just was this feedback loop of like I do these things like I knew that I was fucking up but I also was getting what I felt I needed at the time which was like I had all of the these friends, you know, like quote unquote friends, um, had all these people that I could call to hang out with, like, let's, you know, let's get a bottle, like, let's get an eight ball, let's, you know, smoke a blunt, like all whatever, you know, I had this constant influx of uh, attention. And that's what I have been seeking for so long. And so, first of all, like not sustainable. So, you know, i have burned a lot of bridges, screwed people over, I've stolen from people, I've, you know, stolen from my family. And like, that was the dark night of the soul, like the, the big one that, you know, and it, it's been, you know, long enough now where I feel like that was an entirely different life. Like part of it doesn't even seem real to me thinking back on like the things that I've done or, or kind of the way that I used to act in the world. It's a trip dude, to think about that kind of stuff because, you know, there's this debate about addiction um, about like what causes it. And, you know, by far the most popular route to go in sobriety is to do um, like the 12 step program for Alcoholics Anonymous I didn't re resonate with that at the time. I've been to two inpatient rehab programs and I didn't do uh, the 12 steps either time that I went. And I had this aversion to the, like the God aspect of it. So I went to Catholic school for like essentially my entire childhood and like church every Sunday. And, but I didn't like really believe it was just like, this is, this is what you do. You go to Catholic school, you go to church, you, you know, you go, I was just kind of going through the motions, you know, by the time I was heavy into the addiction, like I was like, essentially my belief was like, God is not real. Like there's nothing out there. And so to essentially surrender to this program of, you know, giving my, giving myself over to a higher power. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, uh, <laughs> There, there isn't one, you know, what I figured out over the years is, um, 
for one, like I've, I've come to believe that there is a, a guiding force, you know, some of the experiences that I've had in life, like there's no way that things turned out the way they did without some kind of, so you could say divine intervention. But another thing that I've, you know, figured out over the years is that you can go through life, like white knuckling it and like just going in meetings all the time, like AA meetings or NA meetings and just like living that that path and I don't think there's anything wrong with that path I think that there's you know we were talking about community earlier like the Alcoholics Anonymous community that's like a very like strong tight-knit community of people who like genuinely want to remain sober but in my experience when I go to these meetings I haven't been to one in a long time but it's a lot of reflecting on the things that you've done in the past where you're at now with very, very little focus on where you want to go. It's more like, let's just get through today, like, you know, one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time. And I wanted more than that. What I've come to realize is like a, a big piece of, you know, I guess a, a countering force to addiction is purpose and fulfillment. Because if you have something that you want more than you want to escape then you won't escape. I don't know if that, I, if that makes sense, but no, it definitely does, dude. It definitely does. Like I've to this day, like I've still been battling marijuana addiction and now that I'm like in this position where I have to show up to like my higher self needs to show up like i can't be messing around that desire for my higher self and my best self to show up beats my addiction to want to smoke some weed so that sense of purpose completely takes over and it's funny how you mentioned that because i was literally just talking to my girlfriend about this Addiction is a crazy thing, man. <laughs> and I don't even know how it's like how it started for me was to be honest, like in middle school. <laughs> I started smoking weed in middle school back when like you bought them in like dime bags and nickel bags and you mm-hmm. bought it from some sketchy ass dude that you don't know if you were getting oregano. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Weed, weed back then was 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 a lot crazier. I, I don't think it's like I think it's it's very different now, and it's kind of sad to see because it's so commercialized. Back then, you had to like you know you had to really be in the know to get some. You had to be in the know to get some dro. Yeah. Now it <laughs> now it's like, dude, you can have like a pen that can get you absolutely high, but it's like some super potent shit. Mm-hmm. So, you could just buy it at the store. <laughs> yeah. And it's so sad to see because I see so many individuals and I don't hate on anybody, like, you know, live your life. But at the same time, like, you know, I know the consequences because I've been there. And it's just sad to see how um, there are a lot of people that um, that are falling victim to addiction path, especially you take into consideration like vaping and all these different things that are not good for us, but you know, they're so easy, they're like so readily available to everybody. 
I think we dodged a bullet. <laughs> like, I really do think that we did. And I'm not saying that our experiences of, like, having gone through addiction, like, or your experiences of anything that you've gone through was was good, but it definitely moved you in the direction. You know, that guiding force definitely had this path for you. I can only imagine to have done ecstasy, cocaine, like all these like super potent drugs and then, you know, still being able to, I guess, like beat it, like being able to beat it and, and be here and be a voice for people that are going through it. To me, it seems a lot like your purpose definitely took hold and just like rattled whatever you were dealing with out of you. I had gotten offered cocaine like maybe three times in my life. I never once took it, but I can see what it does to people. And even ecstasy, ecstasy I think is a big one, especially like I used to go to, or I went to like one rave. <laughs> And a lot of people are like, just, you know, just taking that shit like candy. <laughs> like, yeah, man. So I can, <clears throat> I can only imagine the, the high that you feel in, in, in that moment. And then to come back down to reality. Cause I see it in people's eyes afterwards, like after the parties and they're just like completely like zombified. That's the perfect opportunity to just take more. Yeah. And then you don't, you know, that's, that's where the, that's a key part of that cycle is yeah. like, not only do you feel amazing while you're doing it, but once you stop, you're like back below baseline, mm -hmm. like you're below where you were before you took it. And then you feel like absolute shit. And like, you could just take some more and like, not feel like that. Mm. Mm. And uh, that's, that'll get you. You, know? uh, you had your eyes, your sights set on something much further. And I wanted to ask you, like, what did you have your eyes set on during that time period? Because you had that awareness. So what did you set your sights on? Well, just, just in like full transparency, like I've been to hundreds of AA meetings and they served a massive purpose at the beginning mm -hmm. where I, I needed uh, kind of that daily or, or, you know, multiple time a week reminders to like keep me on track. Mm -hmm. Like they, they did, they definitely played a role in kind of, you know, they were like a buffer, you know, kind of keeping me away from, you know, what I didn't want to go back to. I didn't really know what I wanted as far as like in the future when I first got sober because I had spent like almost a decade with like no plans at all for the future. Like I didn't think about that really ever. It was just like, what am I doing tomorrow? Like, let's, you know, let's get fucked up. Like, what are we doing? You know? And, um, and so once I stopped, it was like, okay, I don't really know. Like, I have no idea what I want to do. I needed, I needed something. Like, I needed to do something because I was, like, living at my mom's house. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a driver's license. I, I, like, I needed some form of structure, you know. And so I got a job. I started working at Costco. 
And then I got another job when I was working two jobs, November of 2017. So I was like seven months sober. I got arrested for uh, the official charges, aiding and abetting the transportation of illegal aliens for financial gain. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, That's for sure going to be the intro. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's a, it was a wild story. Like, I was sober at this point, right? Like, I was... <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, continue, bro. I, uh, no, no, you're good, you're good. Um, like, I was sober. I was, like, seven months sober, and I, I was, like, you know, I was working at Costco, um... And I, this was before I got the second job, but one of my coworkers was like sending me Snapchats with like thousands of dollars. And I was 26 at the time. And he was like 20 and we both worked at Costco. So I was like, bro, how are you getting this money? Like, I know you're not making it here. Cause like we make the same money and I work more hours than you. So like, you know, and he was, I like asked him, I said, does it have anything to do with drugs? And he said, no. And I was like, cool. Like, can I get in on it? You know? And, um, one of my best friends had uh, recently moved from San Diego to North Carolina. And I was like, damn, like, I kind of want to change. Like maybe I'll move out to North Carolina. I'm gonna need some money to do that though. And I don't have like, you know, this might be a good jump start. And so it was basically like drive from San Diego to El Centro, which is like close to the border of Arizona. Um, pick some, illegal immigrants up and drive them to LA and get five grand. You don't have to cross any state lines. You don't have to cross any borders. And I was like, sign me up. And so I was at work one day and I, I asked my mom, I was using her car and I had just got my license back like the month before, cause I had gotten a DUI previously and um, like didn't do my DUI classes and like had a warrant out for my arrest. And like, it was this whole thing in my, license was suspended for like quite a while and I had just gotten it back and I asked my mom I was like hey mom um can I use your car to go hang out with a friend after work she was like yeah sure and so I go pick up my coworker. he's in the passenger seat I'm in the front seat and we drive you know out to El Centro and waited till it got dark and then picked up this family um like on the side of the freeway like we like pulled up in the emergency lane and this family of like six people, like little kids jumped into the back of my mom's car. And, um, you know, <laughs> you know, my luck, uh, first time I ever did it get caught and, um, border patrol had an investigation going apparently. So like they watched these people cross the border. They watched me pull up on the wrong side of the freeway and then get off the next exit and pull around and pull back onto the correct side of the freeway. And then they followed me almost all the way back to San Diego in unmarked vehicles and then like boxed me in and pulled me off to the side of the road. And so um, I spent a few days in jail in uh, El Centro I remember calling my mom from the border patrol station. It was like four o'clock in the morning and I left her a message and I was like, um, I just got arrested. Um, I, like I'm sober. I don't know if that makes any difference, but like, just so you know. Um, and so the next day, uh, this was a Sunday, the day that I got arrested. And so the next day was Monday and um, I was like to go in front of the judge 
and my mom drove out there and she was sitting in the courtroom and I walk into the courtroom in an orange jumpsuit and shackles because it, I had been arrested for a, a federal felony offense. I was in jail for like three and a half days. I got out the day before Thanksgiving. Like when I got out on a Wednesday, it was the day before Thanksgiving. Shout out to my mom. They let me out on a signature bond, which is essentially if somebody, if a financially responsible related adult with no criminal record can sign for you, their signature like will allow you to be released. And if you don't do what you have to do after you get released, then that person is on the hook for like 30 grand in penalties. So my mom signed because she's a financially responsible related adult with no criminal record. Shout out mom. So I got out and I was on um, pre-trial release and then I was on probation. Throughout that whole process, it was like November of 2017 until March of 2019. So like almost a year and a half. Um, I had to call every day, Monday through Friday to see if I had to take a drug test. That was like the terms of my probation because I had had a DUI for driving under the influence of a controlled substance. And I had also had a drug possession charge. And so they, that was the terms of my probation is I had to, you know, call every day to see if I had to take a drug test, which was like a massive win for like keeping me sober. But it was wild, dude. Like the U.S. Marshals came and inspected my mom's house to make sure it was a suitable living environment. Like it was this whole thing that really added the structure that I needed at the time. I didn't really have any inclination to like relapse. I didn't want to like drink or, or do drugs, but that was like, I couldn't. Like if I, <laughs> if I do, like I'm going to jail, you know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I couldn't, like, I didn't really have the, the wherewithal to like, think about what I wanted. It was more so like, let me just get to the end of probation and not fuck up. Right before uh, my probation ended, um, I met my ex and we started dating it at that time. Like I, my plan kind of was like, I'm either going to, you know, work my way up at Costco or I'm going to be like a, like work my way up and become like a restaurant manager. And then like maybe open my own restaurant one day. That was like kind of the goal. I, I was working like two full-time jobs, just saving up as much money as I could. I bought a new car, you know, I just, I wanted like the normal things that people want, just like financial stability and like, I wanted like my baselines covered and then I could figure out what else I wanted. The end of 2019, I, I quit Costco. I had been there for like two and a half years. I quit Costco and I got promoted to manager at the restaurant that I was bartending at. I did that for like a couple months and then like COVID swooped in, restaurants closed. I was out of a job. What's the crazy timing is that like January of 2020 is when the Level Up Collective started. So I had just joined the Level Up Collective I had just started my podcast and then I lost my job. And so that was really like, got me thinking like, okay, what do you want to do in life? Like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, what, like, what more is there? There has to be more, you know? And I knew like, there's no way that I'm working a job for like 30 years just to like retire. Like I'm not doing that. I went to college for a little bit like right out of high school, I did like three semesters, but like, wasn't doing that either. And so it was, you know, I would say like, that, that was really when I, I started thinking, started considering the the possibility that there was more than just working. You know, since that time, it's, it's been 
you know, pretty tumultuous. I'm thankful for, you know, all these experiences because, you know, while I'm not necessarily like, obviously there's, I would like to have more and be more um, than what my current circumstances show. I'm also grateful for the experiences that got me to where I'm at because I feel like my my toolkit is stacked and I'm able to like much more effectively maneuver in the world. That was a long rant. <laughs> you are living in the wild fucking West, bro. bro. <laughs> no cap, no cap. Um, I would have never known. I would have never known. And thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, man. You, you have a okay. whole host of experiences. I like to think of these things as like seeds of experience that you plant into the dirt. If you nurture it and if you take care of it and if you hold yourself accountable, they can grow into a tree that can be ripe with fruits for you. And you planted a whole fucking garden, bro. You you never really know, to be honest. You never really know with people. And, and, and that's why I love just the whole idea of having a platform to be able to have people come on board and, and talk about their journey, their comeback journey. Was there any point in your life, was it was this the point in your life where you still didn't believe in God or were you starting to kind of find your your um your relationship with God or can you tell me more in regards yeah, to uh, yeah, like how you came across that higher power? Um so at that point I was like I wasn't even on my mind at all. But that was one of the experiences where I looked back and I was like, that's like the higher power, the, you know, God or the universe, like whatever word somebody wants to describe that. But it's like, when that happened, when I got arrested, um, I remember two things that the one of the Border Patrol agents said, and, and one of them was like, why are you trying to smuggle illegal immigrants when the president wants to build a wall? And I was like, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but like, okay. The second thing that he said, though, was like, you're looking at 16 to 24 months in federal prison. And I was like, I'm not built for prison. <laughs> there's no way, like, there's no way, you know? And um, I spent three days in jail. And other than that, the only consequence was... I was on probation. That's it. I didn't have to pay any fines. I didn't, like, there was nothing. There's no consequences. I was just on probation for a year, and that was it. And I was like, I, I guess I had started to, I had started to, like, tap into spirituality a little bit in, like, 2019. My ex had kind of got me uh, into, like, the journaling and, and meditation game. And that was, I had never really, like, maybe I had journaled a little bit but like never really took it seriously. And so that was, that was a big catalyst for helping me like tap in on a deeper level. Another big catalyst was talking to people on my podcast and kind of hearing their experiences and, and that, that fueled it a little more. 
um, and then joining the Level Up Collective that fueled it even more. And then once I was in a space where I felt like I was like elevated enough on a personal level, um, I guess like an, in a vibrational sense, like I was, I was able to like expand and like have a zoomed out view of like my life. And I was like, okay, like there's no way that like, there's no way that, that there was not something out there like keeping me like there it felt like there was there was something that was giving me uh chances to like get my shit together you know i'd veer off the path a little bit and it would kind of bump me back on the path you know um and i think that's where like the where like the free will of of humans comes in right because maybe there is fate or like a preordained path that people are that people are meant to be on but that doesn't mean they necessarily follow that because we have free will. We can, we can make decisions. We can veer off the path. We could take a different path, but it felt like there was like almost like bumpers when you're bowling and like the ball starts to go to the side and the bumpers kind of knock it back onto the lane. Like that's like, I feel like I was the bowling ball. Yeah. I would say the, the spirituality aspect really, um, it started to take hold, I would say, in, in 2019 and, and just kind of evolved from there. How has the evolution been like from 2019 to now? I would say it's been slow and gradual. Like, I don't want to say I was like forced into religion as, as a child, but it was like just the way like my my grandparents uh were catholic and so like my mom was catholic and so like we were raised catholic just mm -hmm. just the way that it was you know so like i didn't know anything different um catholic school church all that and then i you know went hard the other way where i was like i don't believe in anything bringing all that full circle has been has been a slow gradual process of like allowing myself to for one believe and to tap into that it's been a little bit of a struggle because one could argue that like the free will aspect negates you know has the potential to like negate a higher power because we can basically do whatever we want um so who's to say that there is a you know a path that we're supposed to be on so that's you know where my mind would go be like no like I have the power, I'm in control. And that mentality is what kept me in like this rigid, focused mentality when I got sober. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna give myself to a higher power. Like I'm in control. Like I, I am able to overcome this on my own. And I did that, but did I though? Or like, what you know, was there a higher power like guiding me? you know? And so it's been a, a gradual process of, of integrating that more into my life because I'm, I'm no longer at a point where I believe that there's nothing because there's like, just like my life, my experiences have shown me that like, that's just not the case, but my, my relationship with you know, higher power, God, the universe regularly at the forefront of my mind. And so that's the gradual process, I think, of like going from like, I don't believe anything to like, 
I'm tapped in all the time. I'm just slowly moving up that. It's like I'm riding like a really slow escalator, just like little by little moving up. I feel very grateful for the experiences that I've had that have allowed me to get to this place and for the outcome of those experiences to have led me down a path of of seeking a deeper understanding of you know both consciousness and spirituality because you had said earlier they you know they work together you know they complement each other and um i feel like for me like the consciousness aspect came first and the spirituality aspect is slowly starting to get intermingled with that um i'm just very i'm very grateful and i'm very excited for what what's to come that's that's beautiful i i love how you mentioned that consciousness came first i um i definitely believe my spirituality came first and it led me to consciousness so i'm kind of wondering like that self-awareness that comes with consciousness well here let me ask you this what made you start even wanting to integrate it more into your life (laughs) i mean to be honest like because other people I knew had been integrating it into their lives. Mm. And like, I think that was also like the, you know, the underlying, I want to fit in. Mm. But, but what's cool about that is like, you know, we can, we could talk about how patterns, you know, toxic patterns of like seeking validation or seeking attention, like, sure, they could have a negative aspect you know, they could have a negative effect on your life. But the other end of that is like, what if you're seeking the validation of attention of people who are the most genuine, loving, authentic people that you've ever been around? And so you want to emulate that you want to fit in with them. That was kind of the the route that I took because I had, you know, I had a few friends that were, they were just they were tapped in on that spiritual level and I wanted to be around them. And I wanted to, I wanted to have a circle of people around me that were, that I could connect with like on a very deep level, like those very meaningful relationships. And that just happened to be one of the things that all of them had in common. And so I was like, all right, well, how do I, you know, let me revert back to my acceptance and validation. And like, maybe that's not the best way to go through life. But, you know, there's the, you know, the, I guess the not most beneficial side of like, let me fit in and I'm going to get the attention from like the, the drug addicts and the drug dealers. And on the other end of that is like, let me try and fit in with the people who want more out of their life. What are they doing? I'm going to do that even if I don't fully believe in it, like I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate that into my life. And so I think that that was kind of like the, it's beautiful because we're, we're kind of like a product of our environment and you used to be in an environment where, you know, you're surrounded by, you know, people that weren't going to add value to your life and now you are. So you've kind of be slowly, gradually becoming your environment that's a really good point yeah man environment is key it's um you know that wildly overused phrase of um you are the average of the people you surround yourself with but it's so true it is so true Mm -hmm. 
now that you're in this stage of your life, what are your, you know, what are your plans moving forward? So it could be like a strength and a weakness, depending on what way you look at it. But I, I like to do a lot of different things. It's really cool. Cause I, you know, I try different things. I, I experiment. I, you know, I like to have new experiences, but the flip side of that is that sometimes I struggle with like consistency, like devoting myself to something for an extended period of time. And so where I'm at now and what I'd like, you know, moving forward, what I'm working towards is, you know, over the last few years, I've, I've spent a good amount of time learning, um, like investing and trading. I feel like I'm at a point now where I've strengthened that skill set to a point where I'm able to, like, I feel like I know what I'm doing now. Not to say that I'm, I wouldn't quite say that I'm an expert. I understand it enough to where I feel like I can make, I can consistently see wins in that area of life. I want to get into real estate investment. You know, we'll be revamping the uh, the Comeback Journey podcast. There's going to be some, call it like a relaunch of it. Um, there's going to be some things going along with that that I'm pretty excited about. And I want to thank you because this was, you know, this is the first podcast that I've done in a long time. It really, you know, brought light to the fact that that's something that I want to continue to do. So um, very grateful for, for this opportunity and um, for being on your podcast. But yeah, man, it's, as far as like... Uh, goals for like what I want in the future to kind of set myself up, you know, bringing it back to, you know, wealth, wealth creation. And there's a few things that I'd, I'd like to, to get in at the forefront of that is the real estate aspect. I think that, you know, that's been floating around in my, in my awareness for multiple years. That's something that I'm definitely going to pursue. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy the, uh, investing and trading um like that's fun for me which is <laughs> incredible because it's like have fun and make money that's cool you know starting the podcast like i when i started it initially like i didn't have any plans of making money off it i just wanted to start a podcast you know and so i don't like who knows if that's gonna evolve into something that could be a potential revenue stream but like it's definitely something that i just also really enjoy doing and i think that i've been lacking things that I enjoy doing in my life more recently. And so I'm, I'm excited to incorporate a little more commitment and consistency to the things that I do and also incorporate a little more playfulness into the things that I do. And I think that that's going to be a game changer. Super stoked for your growth, Nick. Thanks, man. Absolutely, brother. You got, you have a voice, man. You have a voice, you have a story. So use it. Use it. Use it. <laughs> Let's go. I'm stoked for you too, bro. This is, um, you know, like you said, you've been making YouTube videos for like three years and devoting yourself to the aspect of life that I feel like is, is overlooked largely, which is just like adding value to people's lives in whatever way you can, whatever way your unique experiences and gifts allow you to. This is one of those for you, bro. And um, I'm very grateful to, you know, have connected with you and grateful that, you know, you've allowed me to come on here and, and speak. And, you know, we have this incredible conversation. And, you know, even the first conversation that we had, I was like, we're tapped, like we're vibing. 
you know, like, <laughs> so yeah, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I'll be honest. This was um, the first podcast for me in which I just feel like myself, you know, like you hearing your experiences, you really brought my, my inner child out <laughs> and Love um, it. yeah. And it's, it's, it's beautiful, man. You, uh, again, I just want to, I want to say thank you for coming on here, blessing us with your experiences, being vulnerable, which is not easy. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating for what's to come in your life. So with, with, with that being said, Nick, is there any, um, any final, um, remarks that you want to say before, you know, we kind of wrap it up? I think, you know, if there's a final remark or message to send out, um, that's really been a, you know, a vital piece in, in my life recently. And I imagine it will be moving forward is, um, you know, just just remembering that finding your light, whatever that is, is on the other side of the things that you don't want to face. Mm -hmm. And there's this this quote that I love. That quote is that which you most need to find will be found where you least want to look. And so being able to to dive into those those aspects of yourself that you don't necessarily like or you don't want to look at, or you know, these these parts of your life that you've been neglecting. You know, if you confront them, if you face them and and shine a light on them, in my experience, your life gets a whole lot better. Nick Lowry, guys. I'm gonna link Nick's Instagram down below as well his as well as his podcast. You guys can check him out. We thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. We pray that you guys got some value out of Nick's vulnerable experiences and that we were able to shed some light on the darker aspects of life that doesn't really get paid much attention to, but it, in Nick's words, it can definitely change your life for the better. So with that being said, guys, I pray that you all have a blessed rest of your morning, your day, your night, whatever time it may be for you guys. I love you all and I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.